All right, good morning and welcome once again on another week and almost through the end of summer. Time is, is moving along quickly and that's why we need to get as much of the word as we can and do as much as we can and strengthen our connection with God as much as we can because we don't know, not know how long our, our time is. And every generation has thought that was going to be the time when Jesus would come, when Jesus was walking around here on earth. They thought that was the time. But eventually that time is going to come. God knows it. God knows the time. And it's going to be upon us before we realize it. And, uh, you know, we, we look at our salvation. And we talked a little bit about salvation last week. And it's the, the basis of everything, that we have to have salvation. That is our, our most important thing we do. If we do not have salvation, if we do not accept Jesus Christ, if we do not take these steps, that anything else we do doesn't matter because we don't have that foundation to build upon. We have to build upon that rock, which is Jesus. We have to have that foundation in salvation. And for many of us, we take that step but then we don't do anything else. And we talked a little bit about that last week as well, that there's more to it than simply just having salvation, having your fire insurance, as they say. That there's more to learn, there's more to do. That salvation is more than simply securing your spot in heaven. I like to call it as the, the salvation package because it's the gift that jesus gave us through his sacrifice through his death on the cross he gave us a gift he gave us the gift of eternal life but there is so much more that's wrapped up in that package you know sometimes when you you get a package you see the big main thing there but sometimes they'll throw in a few bonus gifts well, that's the way it is. You know, we take out that salvation and we put it on the shelf for safekeeping and we leave it there and we look at it every now and then. But we don't really do anything with it, but we forget about all the accessories that's in the box. Jesus tells us by his stripes we are healed. We get healing as part of that package. Jesus tells us that we will go on to do things like he did and also greater things. That's part of that package. The power that rose Lazarus from the grave, the power that took Jesus from the grave. We have access to that power as part of the package. We have access to the kingdom of heaven. We've seen when Jesus partnered with the fishermen, Peter and John and crew, that he was able to tell them where to fish, where to let down their nets. These are things that we have as part of our salvation package. And one of the greatest things that we have is the ability to go straight to God. Anytime we want. Now we think about that, that we look at many examples in the Old Testament before Jesus and what it took to c 
communicate with God. What it took to ask for forgiveness. That they had to build altars. They had to be sacrifices. As the priests would wear little bells on their hymns. As they went into the Holy of Holies to make sure if they, they messed up. If they quit moving around and quit hearing the bells, they could pull them back out. Because it was that critical. But Jesus, he tore the veil. And he bridged that gap. He intercedes for us. And he has provided direct contact so we can go to God anytime we want. We can tell him about our problems. We can make our requests be known. We can do all these things because of that salvation package. Philippians 4 and 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. I want to talk about prayer today. Because it's such an important tool that we have. And how we approach prayer in our life. As we go through this today, I want you to self-reflect. And look at your own prayer life. And see where you're at in your prayer life. See if these, any of these scenarios, if you fall in any of these categories, and if you're happy with these situations, or possibly you need to do something different. Remember that God wants a relationship with us. A relationship. He is our Heavenly Father. He wants a relationship. And one of the key components to any relationship is communication. Sometimes we talk about hearing from God. And that can go a couple different ways. A lot of times we hear people that say they hear from God... And we have a lot of disbelief. And for many of us, the reason that is, is because we've never really experienced that for ourselves. But you have to ask yourselves, how is your conversation with God? How is your conversation? So, one thing we tend to do when we pray is we become very ritualistic with it. And if you look back on, on how you pray, how many times do we wind up saying the same stuff over and over again? Jesus tells us in Matthew 6 and 7, 
But when they pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathens do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. And we tend to do that. We tend to to ramble on. And if you listen to what you say when you pray, could you imagine when you're talking to anyone else in your life if you sounded that way? We think somehow that God's not paying attention, God's not hearing us, so we have to repeat the same stuff over and over again. We pray out loud. We want to use complex speech, big words. We want to sound elegant, but it's not for God. It's for the ears that are around us. And it's something that we we start out, we start getting trained to do these things. As a, a little child, we're taught to say our prayers before we go to bed. Well, at least we used to. I don't think these new generations are teaching much of anything when it comes to prayer and God. But in a time... We would teach our kids to pray before they go to bed. And for maybe convenience, maybe for out of embarrassment, but for some reason that instead of speaking what's on the heart, oftentimes we use these canned prayers. And we've all heard the ones for the the little children. Now I lay me down to sleep. And it becomes embedded in us that many times that these children grow up and that's the only way they know how to talk to God is with this canned response. It's the same thing when we we sit down at the the dinner table and we have our, our blessing upon the food. We tend to repeat the same thing over and over again. It's not like we're talking to God. It's not like we're truly thanking Him for what's before us. But we're going through the motions of the ritual. And church can even be the same way. And I know many of you are going to be pointing your finger at me and say, well, I often hear you do the same thing. Yes, it does happen quite frequently. And the fact of the matter is that we only have a limited amount of time. And if I thought that I could put out an episode of a a podcast and people would download it and listen to it of me praying for a solid hour, I would most definitely do that. But the fact of the matter is, that's not what we want. And we have to, we have to communicate with God. For some people, this, they may, that may be the only example or maybe the only connection that they get with God that week. And we have to put forth that effort. And we need to touch on as many bases as we can during this time. But like everything else with church, 
the message, the worship, the praise, this is only a small portion of it. This is the appetizer to get you started. The prayers that we pray in here should be stimulation for you to want to jump into and enjoy your prayer life. Enjoy your prayer life. God tells us to pray without ceasing. 1 Thessalonians. He tells us to pray without ceasing. But for many of us, we have designated times, locations. We think it has to be just so. I talked about the altars last week and how if you could just get a little bit lower. And we try to do all these things. And, you know, we read in, in Matthew uh, chapter 6 and Jesus talks about going into a closet. And we've set up these kind of situations where we have this private little place that we can go. And that's what Jesus is referring to. Jesus is the master of talking in parables and connecting things to life. And all he's telling us is, is that we just need to find a quiet place. Some quiet time that we're not interrupted and we're not distracted. So we can have meaningful, uninhibited conversation with God. I read an article the other day and it was talking about the, the prayer life of this man. And had he prayed 3,000 times a day. He prayed in the same spot each and every day. So much so that his bare feet had wore imprints into the floor. You could clearly see where his feet would go because he's been there so many times. And this is not the only story. There's many, there's many beds that if you look next to them, you can find the imprints where they've seen knees over and over again. And that's when I think of when I say pray without ceasing. Now I know we live in busy, busy times. And we have so much going on. But God deserves more, and we need God more. God deserves more, and we need God more than simply when we wake up or when we go to bed and before mealtimes. We need to be seeking His guidance throughout the day. Now sometimes it might be a little confusing because we've talked about staying in faith. And oftentimes our prayer life is proactive or reactive 
to our amount of fear that we're going through or our situations that we are going through. If you're in a situation where everything's going good, we don't have a lot of communication with God. Because we have not honed that skill of being able to communicate with Him in the good times. If we're not asking and begging and pleading for something, we don't know how to talk to God. We don't know how to maintain a relationship without all these environmental circumstances weighing down upon us. And then we wonder, why is it that God lets us go through so much stuff? Because God wants us to have a relationship. And the only time that we'll talk to Him, the only time we'll really put in any real effort, is when we're in dire trouble. I talked about either last week or the week before about that I can receive the most feedback from God when I'm in an agitated state. And I believe it has to do with the the passion level that I'm facing at that time. If we could maintain that kind of passion, that kind of urgency, that kind of want and drive in the good times... When there's not a problem, when there's not a threat, that's where God is trying to get us. Where we are all about Him all the time, not just when we need something. That's what He's trying to get us. And He's trying to get us to that point of peace where we don't have anxiety. We don't have fear. We don't have doubt. And no matter what life throws at us, no matter what Satan can come up with, no matter what the world does to us, that we can be rock strong because we have God in our life. So, how do we talk to God? And I've talked about before that we tend to repeat ourselves a lot. Word tells us not to do that. And also from day to day, we have a situation that's approaching, we ask God to handle it, and then we don't see anything happening. We don't see any improvement, so the next day we we go at it again. You know, maybe God didn't hear me. Maybe God didn't understand. Maybe God doesn't realize the urgency. We we say all of these things to try to justify our behavior, and we want to keep telling God, God, I need this problem fixed. And the next day comes, God, I need this problem fixed. God, this problem is really 
really getting close and I, I need this problem fixed. And it's scary and it's big and we just keep going it over and over again. That is not faith. That is fear. But there's some things that we do need to ask for on a daily basis. That we can talk to God about on a daily basis. Because every day is new. So before we get to that, let's, let's talk about some of the things we can, we can talk about in the good times. Now, let's say that you're, you've been gone all day. You haven't seen your, your spouse. So when you come together, both of you tend to talk about your day. You talk about the good things that happened. When I went and got my lunch today, at the bottom of my french fry, there was an onion ring. That when you went to fill up with gas, you had a bonus on your fuel rewards and you got 20 cents off. And then we talk about the, the bad things that happened. You know, such and such was mean to me at work. I got cut off in traffic. And these are events that we have each and every day. No matter what we do, we can stay at home all day with the kids. Well, one kid was really, really good today. The other one, not so much. Uh, I had this break and this to deal with. But I also found $20 in the laundry. So we have good and bad in every day. And we have all these, these little things. And for many of us, we don't realize... God's hand in all these things. We don't count the little things as, as blessings. If we don't see a miraculous healing, if we don't see physics-defying things, science-defying things, you know, miracle work, we don't see it as God. But God is with us through every step of every day and all these little things is God too. And we need to be aware and thankful for it. There's not a, a race. It's not a, a time. It's like many times when we talk to God, it's just something that we, we have to do and have to get out of the way. It's like brushing our teeth. Well, it's time for bed. I got to say my prayers. It's time to get up. I got to say my prayers. When it should be that I want to. And there's so many times throughout the day when we have opportunity, when there are moments when we're alone in the car, when we're in the bathroom, when we are just have that quiet time to ourselves, when we have that opportunity, we can talk to God. Think about that for a minute. We... Mankind, insignificant mankind, can talk to the creator of the entire universe. 
Let that thing get sink in for a minute. You know, how many people that we can't talk to? You can't pick up the phone and call the president. You can't pick up the phone and talk to your state representative. You can't pick up the phone and talk to your favorite celebrity. But what we can do is we can talk to the creator of the universe. We can talk to our heavenly father. We can talk to him. And not only can we talk to him when we do, he loves that. It makes him happy. And he hears every word that we say. He knows every request. And he wants to give us these things. He wants to make us happy, healthy, and whole. He wants to forgive us of every shortcoming that we have. All because he loves us. He hears us. He responds to us. He answers our prayers. The creator of the universe does all these things. So we talk to God like we're talking to each other. And we, we need to be thankful with prayer and thanksgiving. You know, do, do we do that? Lord, thank you for that $20 bill I found in the wash today. That was unexpected. That brightened my day. And I thank you for that little bit of joy that, it, that I received from that. Lord, I know that the kids were challenging today, but I thank you that I had the strength to carry through. Lord, I thank you they didn't get hurt. And then, when we talk about our, our frustrations, you know, the world, Word tells us that praying for someone is one of the best things we can do for our enemies. And I was just uh, thinking about that this morning, that the condition that the world is in, and we see so much evil happening now. We see people doing bad, bad things. People in leadership, people in public roles, and they're abusing their ability. They're living like the laws don't apply to them because they don't. And they're doing whatever it takes to push their agenda through. And nothing has anything to do with God. And these things are black and white. If it's not of God, then it's of Satan. And we want to see something bad happen to them. What would really be better, and it's hard, it's hard to think, it's hard to say, it's hard to want, and it's sure enough going to be hard to do, but it's what God would have us to do, is to pray for these people, 
that they would have a change of heart. You know, we read about, in the Word of God, we've seen multiple cases of demon possession. We've seen that they had to have them driven out. You know, we don't talk about that today. We don't say that things because those things don't fit science and we call it other things. We call it mental health issues. We call it evil. We know we write prescriptions for it and we do things like that. But I believe that Satan's minions are at work now more than they ever have. And nothing's changed. Nowhere in this word does it say that we don't have to deal. But it says that we are actually battling against principalities. These are evil spirits. And when you look at the fruits of some of these people, and we look at the lifestyle that they leave and the things that they do, and the look in their eyes and the smile upon their faces as they tell their lies and they weave their webs and they do their things, that's the only logical conclusion that I can come up with. I can sleep better at night thinking that they're possessed by a demon than to think that a human being has that much capability for evil, for destruction, and for their own self-promotion and preservation. Imagine if we could focus We could focus the power of the kingdom of heaven. If we could pray for these demons to be driven out. If these people to have a change of heart. If these conditions to be changed. How much more impactful would that be You know, we have to remember that God loves each and every one of us. And we wonder how. Well, then we also say that same thing about us. Because none of us are without sin. None of us are without disappointing God. Letting Him down. Falling short. None of us are worthy. And if you think you are, you're just as bad as the ones that you condemn. But God wants everyone to turn around. Even if Satan said, okay, fine, I'm sorry, I messed up. God would forgive him. He's not going to. God already knows how it's going to turn out. But God wants to see us all saved. Hell is not meant for mankind. It's not meant for God's people. Not for his children. 
And God is not sending us there, but what we're doing is we are choosing to go there. And it's real. And no matter how bad a person is, no matter what they've done in this lifetime, I wouldn't want that for any person. The real victory is to see souls saved. To see people turned around and be useful. Useful to God. And we need to start expanding outside of our own little circle. And be concerned with others. When we see attacks on others, we need to pray for the ones that's under attack and we need to pray for the attackers. We need to pray for our nation, for the United States, for the world. Many of us are just sitting back. Well, I'm waiting for Jesus to come back and just keeps getting worse and worse every day. I just got waiting. Jesus is going to come back every day. He didn't tell us to waste time. He didn't say to sit around and do nothing. He said, go and preach the truth, the world, the word to the world. To be that example, to be that light. Romans 8 and 26. Likewise, the spirits help us with our infirmities. We know not what we should pray for, we ought, but the spirit itself marks its intersection for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. We've hit on this a little bit, but I wanted to hit on it again before we wrapped up today. Because sometimes we just don't know what to say. Talked about times like we're in pain. It just hurts so bad that your body's experienced some kind of trauma, some kind of an attack, and you're in so much pain that you can't put words together. That you can't pray because you can't seem to, to utter the words. But when we have salvation, part of that package is the Holy Spirit, which resides into us, and that works with us and works for us and intercedes for us. See, God knows what we need. Nothing is a surprise to Him. 
You know, we keep telling God, God, I'm in this dire situation. I feel this way. This is going to happen if you don't do something. And we, we tell him all these details about what's going on in our lives. And God already knows these things. He knows these things. He knows what's going to happen. He knows about our dangers. He knows about our health situation. He knows. And you say, well, if he knows all these things, why is he not doing something about it? Because of the rules. We live in a fallen world that is occupied by Satan because mankind, i.e. Adam and Eve, turned it over to him. So, like the rental house analogy... God has to have permission to work. We have to give him permission to allow him to work. And that is what our prayer is doing. We are saying, God, help me with my situation. Remember, God gives us free will. If we don't want God in our lives... God is not going to be in our lives. He's not going to intrude upon us. But if we want Him, if we need Him, all we have to do is just allow that Spirit to intercede. He knows what's on our hearts. And guys, that's the biggest secret to prayer. It's not so much what you say. It's not so much what you think, but it's what's on your heart. You got to have a heart that's full of faith. A heart that knows that God is going to take care of our situation. A heart that is full of that light. And with that, We can just call upon him. Lord, Jesus, Father, Abba. We can just call upon him. And if that's all we can do, Spirit's going to take care of the rest. But in the meantime, we need to communicate with God like he's part of the family. We need to, to tell him about our day. And not so much about the, the circumstances, but how we feel. God could do so much more with us if we would just allow him to do these things. If we would just communicate more. We ask God, okay, God, please heal me. Could you imagine if you went into the, the doctor and you said, doctor, I'm sick. And didn't tell him anything else. Because, you know, uh, when you go to the doctor, they ask about all your symptoms. And then they, they, do, they run their test. But they, you know, that's the only thing. And that's what we do with God. We give him these one-word requests. 
And we don't work with them. You're, let's change the way we do it. Let's try something different. You know, if we keep doing things over and over again the same way and expecting a different result, it's not going to happen. So when something doesn't work, let's modify the situation a little bit. So let's say, we'll, we'll go back to our sickness analogy and say, okay, you know, I'm not, I'm not feeling good. My, my stomach hurts. And we can, might, can ask God, it's like, God, I know, that you're, I know that you're healing me because that's what we do. We ask for something. We know that God's going to take care of it. Okay, God, thank you very much. I know that you're healing me. I know that you're working on it. But while you're doing that, can I have a little bit of relief in this situation? Can we relieve the tension in my stomach just a little bit? Can we do that? And the answer is yes. Maybe we're trying to get stronger. Okay, Lord, I took 15 steps today. Tomorrow's a new day. With your strength and your help, I'd like to go 20. Work with God. And then the next day, well, Lord, thank you so much. We went 20 steps today. Well, by, your, by faith, by your ability helping me, I'd like to go 25. And what we're doing is we are, are building a relationship. We are building faith. We are relying on him. We're seeing him work in our lives. Little by little. You know, when the big things happen, it's real easy to have faith. Because we can see it. That's got to be God. It can't be nothing else. But when we go and do the things little by little, it takes a lot of faith to say that God helped me take five more steps than I did yesterday. Because the world's going to tell you, well, no, that was just you getting stronger. No, that was God helping me get stronger. We got to change the way we think, we got to change the way we look at the world, and we got to change the way that we talk to God. Constant communication. We get cut off in traffic. How about, thank you, Lord, that that didn't turn out bad. That we didn't get into an accident. And Lord, please be with that person that wasn't paying attention. But as you can lay upon them that they can have a little more insight into what they're doing and, and pay a little more attention. We can talk about how we feel about things because we get angry, we get frustrated, and we can talk to God about that. God, I'm really frustrated right now about this situation. So I know that you're working on the situation, but I'd also like you to help me work on myself so that I'm not so frustrated. God, if you could tell me some ways that I can, can calm down. God, if you could spare a little bit of peace for me, just give me a little bit of your peace that only you can provide to wash over me during this time. To give me some calm and comfort. We have all these things that God has for us to use and yet we don't use them because we simply don't ask for them. God, I'm angry. Situations make me angry. People make me angry. But I don't like to be angry because... I do bad things when I'm angry. I can't have a good connection with you 
when I'm angry. God, help me with my anger. We can talk about things like, you know, Lord, uh, I got pretty angry today. But not as bad as I have in the past. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. That you're, you're seeing growth. You're seeing little things. And you're giving credit where credit is due. We could talk about prayer indefinitely because there's so many different things that we can talk about God. He is our Heavenly Father. He is your Creator. He is the knower from the beginning to the end. He has all the knowledge. He has everything that we need. And we're not tapping into this amazing, amazing ability that we have to be able to talk to Him. God, I want to hear you more. How can you expect to hear from God when, first of all, you're not taking the time to listen? How do you expect to hear from God when you're chanting the same things over and over again? Do you want him to write another verse to your poem that you're reading every night? We have to have some real intimate connection. Don't take my word for it. Try it. Try it. If things are not going in your life the way they want it, it's not God's fault. It's yours. Do something different. Do something different. 